Liftoff! Hi everyone, welcome to Radio Free Nintendo episode 124, and uh, we're back after some uh, crazy episodes, uh, some weird techno babble shit going wrong, and uh, <laughs> some I'm not your host, so Jonathan techno Metz. babble problems. That was James Jones you just heard. Yes. We also have Greg Lay from the UK oh, and holy. John Lindemann, hey, the hey. newly engaged John Lindemann. Thank you, oh. thank you, Johnny. It's good to be here. Soon to be Mrs. <laughs> Blank. Lindemann. Mrs. Lindemann, yes. Soon to be. <laughs> oh. That just sounds like you should be 40. No, actually, actually John, I mean, don't you live in Georgia? I thought that kind of marriage was illegal there. What, a real, what, a normal one? <laughs> oh, she's not my cousin. I'm just. <laughs> she's not I'm my just cousin, even though she is from down south. So maybe yeah. I should get that checked out. Well, you're maybe you're from up north, so. <laughs> yeah, but you're from up north. <laughs> yeah. from the Gray up north. <laughs> he he means all right. Yes, that's not awkward at all. <laughs> no, this conversation didn't need to take it. Well so, done, um, Johnny. I'm, well I, done. I'm calling uh, to to keep up the uh, the trend so far with the episode. I'm calling this one listener mail orgy. So take off your clothes and jump in. Uh, it's all about you, the listeners, this week, and uh, we're going to catch love. up on a on a major. We've got a major backlog of letters. You you guys have been and girls have been amazing <laughs> sending in letters. We've gotten all kinds of really interesting letters, and um, we just. Because of the technical problems and like the special Ocarina of Time episode, um, which which hopefully you all enjoyed, we just haven't uh, we haven't been keeping up with my promise of doing uh, f- you know three or four letters a week. So we're gonna do a double dose this week. That's all we're gonna do. We're gonna really focus on listener mail this week, and then going forward, we're gonna try to do some every episode. Now, the very next one, I'm not sure if we'll be able to squeeze it in because we're doing some kind of end of the. I know we're gonna I know. try we're doing to do every episode. End of the year, except the next one. <laughs> I, th- th- that's the thing. We're doing some end of the year programming, and the the schedule is getting a little cramped, and mm-hmm. things are getting weird. I'm about to go out of town for like three weeks, so More you're forever. gonna. I'm not going to be around. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to, you know, if you're going to go ahead and record without me. I hope you do. Um, hopefully, we're going to have a couple shows. Unmitigated disaster, um, ahoy! <laughs> no, I, I think you. I think your hands are capable, um, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have some guests. Um, and I. I, I always love listening to the shows that I'm not on because it's such a surprise. I get to be a listener for once, you know, um, instead of just retreading my thought process, which I usually do when I listen to the ones that I am on. But um, anyway, I don't know exactly what's going to happen f- through the rest of this calendar year, um, but hopefully we are going to have a few more shows and we're going to keep doing the listener mail in some way. And then uh, we'll we'll start a little fresh in January when I get back. So uh, anyway, today's all about the, the listener mail and... Um, we're just going to jump right into it, and Greg has the first letter. I do. This is from The Fleece uh, in New York City, and he says, Hey guys, so right now, We Speak only works with Animal Crossing City folk, but soon people start wondering about the other games it'll be featured in. I was wondering if you think Nintendo would enable We Speak for older games that have online play, like Mario Kart or Mario Strikers. I noticed that for Animal Crossing, We Speak only allowed up to three people to be connected. Do you think that's going to be the standard limit, or could we see a higher number in the future? Also, I took your advice and got Orbient. Thanks for mentioning a game would have totally overlooked because of the massive bulk of WiiWare games being released. Keep up the good service as I appreciate it. Well, I we think are happy to serve. The, the, as far as being enabled in other games, I think it probably has to be in the game's code. Yeah, I mean, I, it is 
it does seem like something that probably could be patched, you know, with yeah, a very extensive patch. Yeah, but Nintendo hasn't patch. really patched new functionality into a game. Yeah, well, yeah, that's do the that. thing. I mean, mm-hmm. Wii doesn't have a hard drive, so it's difficult to do a kind of large-scale reworking of code in the way that you can on, you know, say, the, the Xbox or the PlayStation. But the other thing is, um, a game like Mario Kart especially, you know, the net code that they wrote for that I'm sure is basically using up the entirety of the bandwidth. Because and, it doesn't suck it on online play. Right. So <laughs> it's not just that, but I mean, certainly the Wii has the bandwidth to do online gameplay with voice chat, you know. Really? Excuse me, the, uh, the you know, yeah, the, I it, mean, the online It doesn't have the bandwidth to do online combat in Smash Brothers. Hmm, Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's because of shitty programming. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and I guess what I'm saying is that even if they went back and and wanted to add we speak functionality for something like Mario Kart it's not as easy as just tacking it on top of what's already there because probably what they would have to do is make the code that's that that was previously used a lot more efficient to free up right. more bandwidth You'll to have use to for allocate that resources. voice chat stream so i think it's totally feasible but it's a lot of work and i don't think they're going to yeah. do it now no, if it's, it's if there just not worth to be their while. another it's, Mario it's Kart for Wii then totally, yeah. Now, and, now, uh, we, I, know no, I, I think the chances of another Mario Kart Wii are quite remote, considering how well it continues to sell. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's well. really got that long tail thing working very, very nicely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other multi... They, that's the thing, I mean, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart are the big online sort of competitive game from Nintendo, mm-hmm. so I don't know what else... I mean, I assume we'd see stuff from third parties, like the Conduits Smash already. Brothers Online is a relative Conduits, statement. Uh, it's Conduit's already talking about using right, it. Right, the so. Conduit is going to have right, it, it, they basically... It anything Nintendo announces, they're like, yes, that's going in! <laughs> yeah, that is true. It is, the con- the, the, it is a confirmed lot of, for that. Yeah. But for Nintendo, I just... I don't maybe Mario Party, that, like, if you're up for that. They haven't really that, done Mario Party. That would in a imply while, online gameplay for Mario Party. Yeah, which, I know. But, yeah. Well, they actually, well, to be fair, than, something than strange. Support. <laughs> something strange is afoot in Mario Party Land because there wasn't a new one announced or released this year, mm-hmm. which is a first in like the better part of a decade. So yeah. something strange is going on. Maybe they are doing something isn't it, more ambitious. Isn't it weird to have a year without Tony Hawk or Mario Party? A year without yeah. a Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, but you did get Tony Hawk's motion happened? for DS. It's apparently Yeah, 1998, excellent. John. That was when it last yeah. happened. Yeah. Greg, I have a feeling not that many people will be getting Tony Hawk's motion. <laughs> yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah. we, we shall see. I still don't know the first thing about it, except it comes with some tilt pack. Yeah, that's all I know about it. You know, very good. (laughs) It's uh, it's not by Vicarious Visions, so I'm pretty skeptical of its quality because they have made every portable Tony Hawk game since 2001. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I think at this point Tony Hawk is just making sure that his probably his kids get through college. Just so that you know, because he knows like they're going to Harvard and Yale at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, he had his decade-long run, but I don't think people care about Tony Hawk games anymore. Well, skating, skateboarding kind of is cyclical, too, in its popularity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to take that, take that into account as well. I think ten, a 10-year ten run is really, is really good for skateboarding. Yeah. Well, I have no comment on that. But, um, yeah, as far as other games that will use We Speak, the only one that's confirmed is The Conduit. Right, and that is coming out in what, February or March um, from Sega. Yes, yeah. and uh, beyond that, we don't know. But in terms of what's coming out next year, I think Punch Out, if it has online play, is a is a very likely candidate. I think Boom Blocks Two. 
I, we don't know if it's coming out next year or maybe 2010, but I think Boom Blocks 2 seems like the kind of game that might push out now, in that direction. Yeah. Now, Boom Blocks 2. Oh, God, I know where this is going. I know he's <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm really curious, though. Like, How much have they really said about it with regards to online play? They haven't said anything about it, yeah. period, except that we know it exists. And yeah, yeah. I, that enough is that I, that alone is exciting for me because I love sure. the first one. So I'm very uh, excited that they're making. And you're the sequel. only one. Oh no! Actually, <laughs> no, you know, no, supposedly it's one of those games that sort of sold under the radar, but it actually yeah. sold surprisingly yeah, well. It just never hit well, the top ten. Well, you know, you know. The, the yeah. week I took off, I did see somebody spend like 20 minutes trying to figure out what the game was by looking at the box. <laughs> no, I I She's standing in the aisle of Target, like flipping it around, looking at it, all confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's apparently as like one of those sort of low level long tail kind of things, you know. Where it's sort yeah, of, it's it's it's, yeah, it's not a that's... slow burn like like uh, well, carnival games. But what is? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, that's, that's more of a, you know, that's more of a crazy long term burn. It never was slow. I mean, carnival games was a top seller from the beginning, really. Um, and it's very budget you know, it, it, it these would, days, I think. It, like it's keep, especially in Europe, it like it keeps appearing in the top twenty because like it because it's just like cheap at this point as well. You mean yeah. carnival games? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It is pretty yeah. cheap. I mean, because it costs yeah. basically nothing so, to make. I mean, look at it. it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, Boomblocks <laughs> has great word of mouth, and from what I've heard, it actually has sold pretty well. Um, and so I'm yeah. very glad to hear they're making a sequel. Anyway, I didn't mean to get into this whole tangent. I was just saying that seems like a, a good candidate for me. Yeah, but I, you know, we we know so little about what Nintendo is doing next year that, and they're certainly going to be leading the way with this kind of peripheral just because they made it and they yeah, have the most yeah, advanced yeah. knowledge of it. So mm-hmm. once we know more about what their 2009 lineup is going to be, maybe Excite Truck. Two. We just had some news yes. about Monster I mean, Games, or, the developer of the first one, having some yeah. kind of secret Wii project, yeah, but, but and they that did... game is dying for online play. And and we speak support would be a wonderful. But they did they did that. quite knowingly not say it was Excite Truck. No, yeah, because th- but they that, can't, you James. I mean, this is Nintendo's corporate policy. I know, the developer but, but can't it's say very, a very thing about the for, game for until Nintendo says like, it's okay. Yes, we're making a game, but. Duh, what else would you be well, doing? It wasn't that. So the, the the information was more sort of grapeviney than that as well. It wasn't yeah, like a I declarative mean, was... sort of thing. It was, it was very much like, oh, you know, something's going on there, and it's been going on for two years. So I presume that's. Is that we know it's not excite truck. truck. Well, it's it's the last <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, so you know, it, I, I it's the well same be. level as like as like when ATI makes these you know, offhand statements in, in interviews with Forbes or whatever, that they've got an ongoing contract with Nintendo to develop advanced hardware. Yeah, we know ATI is working on the successor to Wii, but we don't know what it is, and they're obviously not going to tell us. They're waiting for Nintendo, I and mean, they're under a yeah. contract, that, and they can't talk about it. And that's mm-hmm. it's that way for any developer who works with Nintendo. They can't talk about it. And yeah, so, I, th- I think I think the only other two, I think in terms of the potential Wii Speak applications, obviously that aren't just like so you can enjoy sort of like you know chatting, but sort of more gameplay wise, you could have you've got like Endless Ocean Two. That could use you know like more co-op exploration yeah, stuff. It could, it could use with the yeah. communication, and also if you're really hoping Pikmin co-op online voice chat, 
That would be lovely. <laughs> if you're really hoping. And you're not you're not talking about about play on Wii Pikmin. You're no, not, I'm not about that. Well, that would be one way. We've talked about the fact that the, 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 the port of the original Pikmin with Wii controls puts pressure on the new one to be more different. Online co-op with, you know, Wii, Wii Speak integration would be one way sure. in which it would be thoroughly differentiated. So it's probably asking a lot. Maybe from Nintendo, but that would be very nice application if it if it came to bear. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, we, I'll, I'll we be really probably... interested to see exactly what what uh, the conduit does with it because I'd like to see what somebody does with it who is not Nintendo, somebody who is <laughs> not who not necessarily who has no agenda, who is basically just trying to exploit the hardware as much as they can, like you know, like right. something like like Vicarious Visions does. But but you know, you know? it's but they're they're do, trying to do so much in that mm-hmm. in that game that. I'm not sure they're going to really try to experiment too much with a But microphone. that's the thing. I'm saying that they, they'll do more than Nintendo would. N- Nintendo would pretty much Possibly, play it safe. Yeah. Possibly, I, I don't know. I mean, you know. Th- I'm sure they're, they are, they're being very ambitious with the conduit, and we've talked about this before, but High Voltage really does not have a pedigree. Worth well, they no. don't. But well, they I mean, do. They, they do have a pedigree, I don't, just I don't not know a good that one. they've... I don't well yeah, they don't they don't have a good pedigree. <laughs> I don't know that they've ever made an online game. Really? I mean, most of their mm-hmm. stuff is like licensed games for PS2 and things like that. So and and DS, and so I'm not really sure that they have any experience making online games. Hopefully, they've hired experts, but yeah. we still don't. You know, they actually haven't really talked about multiplayer for the conduit. Yeah. Um, most of the interviews and the you know the leaks to IGN and crap like that has all been about single player, and we know it has some kind of split screen deathmatch with online. And then they announced We Speak as soon as that was announced, and it even has We Motion Plus support, even though we have <laughs> Again, no idea what yeah. what that could possibly add to the game or how they're going to be using that. It, it comes out almost the same time. Well, what so, it, what intrigues me about the Conduit is the fact that it's not a game that Nintendo itself would make typically. No, you're, I mean yeah, you're not, exactly. not going to see them make a straightforward first-person shooter. So it'll it's be a little to more back to the do. age of GoldenEye, you know, yeah. which Nintendo published, but Rare made it, of course, and yeah. and I think that's why people are excited about it because they think, you know, like maybe we could have. I mean, back ten years ago, it it wasn't unusual to think of a Nintendo system as being a good system for first-person shooters. No, in fact, it was and the first-person shooters. It was yeah. the system for yeah, a while, and now it's yep. and now it's not. And so I think people look at the conduit and they think about the glory days of Goldeneye, and they think maybe this is you know this is kind of bringing back that that age. And mm-hmm. I you know. I hope it. I hope it does. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying that there, there, will other... be, there will things that there are things that will be tried on the conduit that would not be tried if Nintendo was no with with yeah. anything Nintendo will do with We Speak. So they See, tried. I, and I just failed. don't think that that they'll they really experiment too die. much with We Speak because they're just busy experimenting with so much else. I, yeah, I, think I mean, we I speak think the be... conduit's going to try a lot of things, and some of them won't work. But at least yeah. they're trying. <laughs> yeah, which is better than. Anyone else? They're, they're definitely taking the throw everything at the wall and see what sticks approach. Yeah, I mean, which, isn't, which isn't like. bad. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. there there have been games that did that on the Wii already. I mean, and it, let's say the DS, uh, for example, what was the name of that game? The, the uh, Sega game that launched with the DS. Feel the magic. Yeah, it really just tried basically to do everything on the DS and see what worked. I think that was I think that was more of a like a Rayman Raving Rabbids kind of experiment. Yeah, mm. I mean they were trying to use all the different features, but you could say that for a lot of DS games, and most of them didn't work very well. Yeah, but so, it, it it was like a launch game that really showed you can do this, this, and this, but this this doesn't work. Right, it was a gimmick game. 
it was, you know, we don't actually know how to design a game for this new system yet, so we're just going to try to exploit the hardware. And the conduit is not that because it's not a launch game. I mean, they've obvi- obviously had time to work but, with the hardware and see it, what the what games are being it, released. It is experimenting with things it. that haven't been done on the Wii before and using new pieces of hardware that are coming out for the Wii or really trying to push the online capability of the Wii. Mm-hmm. And trying to push a genre on the Wii and push the graphics engine on the Wii. I mean, there's a lot of things they're going out in front on here. Yep. Yeah, I just I, I have a agree. feeling that not all of it's going to work very no, well. But, but um, I, I commend them for trying, and, and I hope it will move things forward in some way. Anyway, I've been trying to get back to the other part of the question, which there was, was about... Part of the Yes, the other part of the question being about how Animal Crossing only allows up to three people to be connected. I had not heard that, but I think it's interesting considering that Animal Crossing supports up to four players being connected yeah, online. Do, 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 do you think it? he means three other people, though? Oh, maybe that's what allow up to three, three other people. Yeah, cause I, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, what, I would assume they would build in the We Speak support for we know um, people who we know with the um, with the weeks with the we speak channel which is the only other thing that is going to use it in the in sort of near term that that connects you know four in total three others to you so right uh, one would think it's just the same across the board yeah it sounds about right well i mean it, maybe that's just a convenient easy number to do but the conduit supposedly supports up to 16 players yeah, online yeah. 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 And may, you know, maybe we'll it's not so much a technical limitation as if you get more than four of these things synced up, it just becomes a cacophony. Especially mm. if you have <laughs> multiple people at each system trying to talk. I mean, yeah, that could be. Easily, you could have an unlimited number of people talking over we speak. It just depends on how many people you can cram in front of the microphone. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it maybe it's just that beyond four microphones, it just gets a little messy, and you can't understand it very well. Yeah. So, so you that, so well, totally you know possible. so you could do it, but whether it's advisable or not is kind of another matter. Right. You know, I think one game that that really should be using We Speak and apparently isn't is this new Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the uh, one that's on yeah, Wii uh, and DS. Echoes of that time. Should yeah. be using it. When do we, when's that coming yeah. out? Well, we we don't know. It was just announced this week that it is coming to North America, but we don't right. know when. And um, I mean, so I don't know if the be, Japanese version is going to have it, but it seems like something they might want to think about including in the U.S. version, or else it seems like if it doesn't have voice chat, and it could because of the time it's released, they they're going to get a lot of criticism for it. So mm-hmm. it seems like if the game is primarily an online experience, and that seems to be the case, it should probably have some kind of um, voice chat, you know, especially, I know it's cross-compatible with DS, and maybe, you know, for whatever reason, the DS, they couldn't fit it in the bandwidth to do online, to do voice chat, and so you only have scribble chat there are DS games with voice chat. Of course there are, no, yeah. But in the I context bet, you know, of that depends, game. It's yeah. a game, it's it a game-by-game game basis. Yeah. I mean, I know that, you know, it, it depends on what kind of data you're passing back and forth. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, it, I think the way that game should work in a perfect world is that the DS version and the Wii version should both have voice chat, and since you can play the game between versions, you should be able to voice chat between versions. And I don't see why that's not reasonable, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it would be a, an interesting development challenge, and maybe yeah. they're just not going to bother with it. Anyway, we, sh- we should move on, but uh, thanks to the Fleece for a really interesting question. Obviously, it got us a little riled up, mm-hmm. and John <laughs> is next. 
All right, the next one, uh, Armac from Toronto writes, Hey guys, I was just wondering, whatever happened to the community segment of the podcast, James? It seems like that section only really existed for a few shows, and then it kind of got combined with listener mail and then axed completely. At any rate, I enjoyed hearing what you guys thought about the things that we talked about on the forums. Bring this back (laughs) back if at all possible. Mm. Well, what happened is I no longer am community manager. Yeah, that's right. I, James I is the interim community manager, right? Who I was who, interim yeah, community who, manager who for is, for like six months. Uh, who, yeah. who is community manager now, James? We <laughs> do not have one. We don't have <laughs> one, but I, I'm pretty sure that Mike Gammon is going to be doing that. Yeah. Now, now, James tried to elect me, which some of our yes, friends were absolutely you hilarious. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, if we had had nominations, I was going to nominate John for the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had actually already <laughs> talked with Wendy and tried to convince him that John's actually very popular and has his finger on the pulse there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, know, I know he wouldn't know better, so I figured if we told him that, he'd believe it. And then we'd have all sorts of fun. Yeah, but well, yeah. I think this. I think that bringing the community, um, bringing the you know the the forum pulse or whatever we were going to call it into the podcast. It we never figured out a way to make it work. And the other part is that that our schedule for the show kind of became more and more bloated, and it be, you know the, the episodes got longer, yes. and it became hard to fit it in with everything else we wanted to do and you know um, so it's very it's very tricky introducing a new regular feature into the show because you either the show gets considerably longer on a consistent basis or you have to cut down on something else and, and it's all, we're trying it's to it's cut me, down on it? the length of with, say what? You know, everything that we've been doing is all meat isn't it? You know, There's, no, there's nothing to trim off. <laughs> 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 well, well yeah, I'll say I one know. thing though and Another reason we sort of ditched it was because there were plans at one time, albeit not really well believed, that there was going to be a community-based podcast. Yeah, this right. was another factor. Yeah, back, yeah back when, and that back when. that's somewhat predictably sank beneath the waves of the ocean. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> Who was in charge of that again? <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember. Oh, wait. Ty was Ty. in charge of that. There you go. Yeah. No, it was a cool idea. And, and, and the um, one and that maybe... got released was really funny. It was good, yeah. I mean, maybe um, you know the the incoming community manager, whoever that may be, will try to revive that. I would love to to <laughs> see something like that or to hear something like that, um, or to make but, you something know if like you're that? if you're involved with the forums, the chat room, whatnot, chat and room. you're interested in that kind of thing, then my suggestion to you would be um, talk to to um, you know not just us, but maybe to some of the staff members who are very involved in the forums. And talk to them about, you know, maybe some ideas for doing that kind of thing and take the initiative and, and you know, make your own and see how see what flies and um um you know, be proactive and I and I think that'll help a lot. But I, I don't know it is de- definitely possible in the future that we might bring something like that back to this show, but um right now we don't have any plans to do that. All right, James, you are next. Alright, so Voodoo from Chicago writes What's your vote for the best shoot 'em up currently available on the VC? Gentlemen, all at once. Joe and Thunder. The Lords of Thunder! Thunder. 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 Oh, he wins! My bad, my bad. He wins! Lords of Thunder! 
Oh my god, I can't believe you whiffed on that. John, you're edited out of the podcast again. I'm just speaking from the heart, guys. I'm speaking from the heart. Failure! Failure! I guess you can't punish him for being so genuine. (laughs) John, are you sure it's your heart that you're speaking from? Um, I don't know if I even have a, a suggestion. Mm. I've got several, but a, lot of a, good ones. a lot of them are yeah. kind of I'll, mediocre. I've got Three two, very and they good. both have the word thunder in them. Yeah, Axelay, uh, uh, also. Yeah, Axelay's good. Yeah, Axelay's uh-huh. good. Um, Grady's too is think, very good. I um, think mm-hmm. Fantasy Zone is really weird. If you want something that's very different <laughs> from all, in terms of gameplay, yes. not just graphics, but gameplay, if you yeah. want something that plays very differently from all the other ones, then you could... Fantasy Zone is pretty strange and and not yeah. bad. And of course, you've got the so sort of difference. That. Some of it will depend on the kind of shooter map you like, because they are qu- there are yeah. differences in terms of like the the vertical ones, like Soldier Blade and stuff like that, where Soldier it's kind of is. it's kind of more pure blasting, whereas like some other ones like are more like about sort of the environments a little more and stuff. And obviously, you've got the sort of pure one hit kill ones, where it's sort of like Lords of Thunder, you're having a health bar and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. There's little difference. Some of it well, is about which type you might like best rather than just which is purely the best. Right. And I would say sure. there's, and there's quite a few good ones out there. And oh, yeah. If it's right. one of the best yeah. represented genres on the virtual console. It, it's an overrepresented no. genre on the virtual console. By a, by a country mile. You know, I mean, just because of Hudson, if no, nothing else, let alone, you know, everyone else. Is yeah, seriously. The, the weekly TG16 shooters that we had going for a while. Yeah. yeah they're I mean, still I'm, coming yeah, every really now. They've really slowed down now. Yeah, yeah well, they've, 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 they've they kind of released most of them. We're still waiting for Gynorg of phallic boss fame. Uh, well, you are anyway. <laughs> Look, I already have something that I would call the phallic boss thing, so it's okay. I don't need game reinforcing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, there's also uh, that's right, Star ladies. Soldier R for WiiWare. Yeah, yeah. So even beyond virtual, console, if you want a game that know. lasts ten minutes, yeah, score attack. Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, not there's... the best value probably, but no. if you want something with <laughs> well, nice it's graphics. fundamentally different from the other shooters in like, right. it's not level by level or like, you know, it's just pure like it's mm-hmm. pure scores. So it's kinda of like, you know, like Yoshi touch and go or something. Yeah, I mean don't yeah. forget we also have uh we also have Gradius three, is that Gradius three Gradius three and Gradius two are both very good. They're yeah. quite similar. Gradius two runs smoother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, but the I, weapon I system is Gradius fun. three, but it has crazy slowdown yeah. and and it was that way on the on the original yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. It just ran like shit, and that's just kind but of the way it was. Few, and I think that's it's, there's a, there's a few good ones we haven't got, like UN Squadron. Um, is very good. Yeah, that, I love UN Squadron. So that that's one of the it. big that ones is a from great the game. Game. And obviously, there's some we'll never get, like Radiant Silver Gun. Um, but you know, the, the, we, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Sure, and of course, you know, you've also got Ikaruga for GameCube. That yeah, oh yeah, I mean that, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not sure if you'd awesome. want to call this a shooter or not, but um, uh, Sin and Punishment. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, sure. if, if yeah, if you go you're that and Star Fox, if you want to kind of extend it out that way. Um, yeah. yeah, Star Fox sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're both pretty. Yeah, I mean, those are different excellent. kinds of shooters, but I think they are. Definitely in the shoot 'em up genre, they're just yeah. sort of more modern takes on the genre. No, you know, they're a little, relatively speaking, they're a little off. They're a little, they're a little different, a little weirder. But um, yeah, I think those are definitely. Yeah. I think they definitely have the heart of a shoot 'em up. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. So. Okay, well, I think we answered that question 
pretty thoroughly. So um, the next question is from Chaz HD from Virginia, and he writes, Hey guys, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I consider myself a short burst gamer. What I mean by that is that I'm a gamer who has a busy life and doesn't have the hours to devote myself to gaming. I usually have 20 to 40 minutes at a time to game. What do you suggest I play? I like old school games myself. I like old school games and usually play by myself. Yeah. Well, I suppose virtual hmm. console games are a good bet because obviously with the yeah. suspend feature, you can just play for about 20 minutes, you know, press the That's Wii menu point. button and be done if you like old school because there's not that much old school on the Wii right now. Well, I mean, even, even some WiiWare games too, like um, uh, Tetris Party. Is great for that kind of just jumping sure. in. I mean, if you yeah. if, if you like puzzle games, it's awesome. To just yeah, jump another in. You, WiiWare you can play one. Against the, somebody. Another WiiWare one, I guess. Uh, Alien Crush Returns, the pinball. That's you know you could have a sort of fairly brief time with that, or any mm-hmm. of the the ones that are on the the TG uh, the TG sixteen virtual console. You know, Alien Crush the original mm-hmm. and all that. Um, also, DS obviously is always good. You know, you've got this was a really good year for for old school games on the DS. Like so space space invasion is yeah. extreme, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and you can just yeah. close it up whenever you like, you know, and come back to it later. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's a pretty good bet, I'd say. Yeah, on the Wii, again, I would go back to Boom Blocks. It's not necessarily old school, but um, definitely it is definitely a, 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 a game that you can play for. Yeah, it's a game that you can play for a very short period if you want to. It's not a big time commitment. It's addicting. Yeah. It's kind of hard to put down. But the game is split up into very small. Right, we pieces, couldn't let we couldn't so. let this conversation go without mentioning Geometry Wars Galaxies again. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, again, it might be choice. might be difficult to stop at twenty or forty minutes if you really get into it. But <laughs> it's theoretically but possible that you could <laughs> yeah. only play. Right. I think also yeah, Gr- I mean, Greg I, will, will agree with me with uh, Pinball Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. To- again, you're great. Really good. It's, it's totally you know viable to play that for just a, a little while or longer. But I guess the point he's making is that you know it's these games that you have to invest a lot of time in that he's you know that he's avoiding. So. It's not to say that right. the games we're talking about you can only play for 20 to 40 minutes, but it's certainly, you know, that's a viable option with them. Yeah, I mean, like, with with Galaxies, Geometry Wars Galaxies, um, a typical game of that lasts less than five minutes. Now, yeah. you might play 20 games of it in a row, as I do usually, mm. but if you can make yourself stop between sessions, you can play it for basically as little time as you want. And actually, I was uh, walking through Circuit City today and saw that they're selling Galaxies for under $20 now, which is an amazing deal. Yeah. So, if you haven't followed our advice yet, now would be a really good time to go pick it up. And make sure you have a classic controller, by the way. Mm, Yeah, I think it's advisable. Uh, Alright, so um, Greg, you yeah, have the next I've question. I've got the next one, this is from Austin, and he says, Dear RFN, here's my two cents about the DS Fat versus DS Lite debate. I still own a DS Fat, I've never purchased DS Lite, I prefer the feel of its D-pad over the DS Lite's D-pad. I've tried using one multiple times, but each time I'm more frustrated by its inability to do what I want it to do. This is especially evident in 3D games when trying to move diagonally. I'm perfectly satisfied with my DS Fat, I have no plans to pay 130 bucks to get a bright screen and the ability to have my GBA game stick out of the bottom of my DS. By that same token, the DSi doesn't have enough new features to warrant a purchase from me. So there you go. Uh, um, so we, that's another one in James' column, yes? Yes. Yeah, I think the DSi has plenty of new features. I just think most of them are silly. Mm, yeah, it's know, all about useful. digital distribution. I mean, it, that, that, right. That's the, the only yeah, thing that's that means the one that I would actually care about. Now the one thing I will say with, with, the, with the fat versus the light 
when I remember when I first got my DS Lite, I was like, oh my god, the screen is so much better. Yes, so it is. much better. Oh, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it uh, is significantly better. Like shockingly. No, I mean, yeah. I had a fat for a long time. I actually didn't. I only. I've, I've had my DS Lite for less than a year. So mm-hmm. you know, I was somebody that didn't jump on it straight away because I got my DS quite late. It was like in two thousand five, so it had been like a year, and there was a new one. And I was like, oh, I'm not, no, not after just one year. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. but the, but once I felt, and you know, friends had DS lights and things, and the 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 improvement was pretty obvious to me. And then when I finally did it, it's, I mean, the D pad, I, I don't know, I wasn't all that happy with the clicky GBASP thing of the of the DS. Were you? I, I don't know. I didn't like it that much. No. I found it. It gave me blisters on my thumb. It, yeah, because uh, like, uh, especially like it I, has those raised tips at the end yes, of each direction. Yes, I've noticed and, that. And the way that it clicks, there's really not any give to it. You, you know, you're either not pushing it or pushing it pretty hard. And so mm. that with the raised uh, with the raised little edge there, it kind of rubbed on my thumb yeah, pretty if, hard. If, on if, certain if you games. were playing, if you were playing a game like an old side scroller style, like uh, like say for instance a Castlevania classic NES or, or one of the new Castlevanias, even where you're quite constantly pushing to the one side just to make your character continue to go, I'd find over time it would, you know, if you're having to hold down the the D pad on that, it would sort of get to your thumb a bit. It's a bit more forgiving the DS Lite one. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is. Yeah, there's there's some give, and it's not like you have to push hard to for you know for the for the motion to register. But if you want to keep pushing hard, you can. But you can also play lightly on it. It's very very much softer. And I don't know. I just find it. I find the DS Lite D pad to be much more comfortable. But it's definitely quite different. And yeah, I, I mean, I guess the difference the difference that he's talking about is the fact that maybe because it's a bit more sort of. Uh, Less sort of specific, less discreet. That the, the maybe he finds the diagonals are not quite as you know tight on them. Is what he's talking yeah, about. I'm just wondering but, which 3D games he's playing with the D-pad. Uh, well, maybe if you like playing Metro Prime Hunters and movement is with the you know like yeah. you're looking, but then yeah, you're moving could with be. the D-pad. Maybe. Yeah, but who's still playing Hunters? Really? I mean, I'm playing I'm yeah. playing Call of Duty World at War right now on my DS for review, and I'm not having any trouble moving diagonally. That's for sure. I'm having trouble with a couple other things like cramps because you play <laughs> yeah. it the way you know the same way you play hunters, but um, I, I haven't I haven't had any trouble with the D-pad, you know. But most 3D games you would play with the with the stylus more likely, unless mm-hmm. you're you know unless you're playing like Mario 64, but I haven't touched that in ages. So I don't know I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely a matter of pre- personal preference and. Um, I don't know much about the DSi D-pad. I don't know if it's more like the fat one or the light. Yeah, one. apparently it but, is somewhat uh, different, but I'm guessing it must be still pretty similar, considering how similar the system is overall to the DS Lite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it probably is more like the light D-pad, but I don't know that for sure. And as far as the as far as the so-called ability to have your GBA game stick out of the bottom of your DS. I've never really had an issue with that, just because, I mean, I don't play that many GBA games on my DS. I play mostly DS games. Yeah. Um, especially by the time the light came out. You know, I mean, I did yeah, play some GBA true. games on my DS Fat because the launch lineup wasn't that great, etc. And there were still good GBA but, games coming out. Yeah, and they're not anymore. So, I mean, unless you play a lot of GBA games on your DS... I don't really think that's an, an issue very much. And even when you do want to, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I played through um, Metroid Zero Mission this summer on my light, and 
you know, I didn't really have a problem with it sticking sure. out the bottom. It's not yeah, a big deal. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like a little awkward, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look nice, but just take it back out before you stick the DS back in your pocket or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a carrying case where I keep games in and that I put the lost. DS in the case. <laughs> Um, well, I lost it with my old DS, yes. which I found. Yes, you yeah. did. I found lost both of them. Found. In it. I haven't, oh, I haven't said this DS on the show. DS update. Johnny has found That's his right. DS. I didn't lose them. Uh, I just <laughs> didn't know where they were for a brief period of time. That's the thing. Like, if, brief exactly. Period right. if, you, if you lose something and then you find it again, it was actually just misplaced. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Well, think Somehow about it, man. It it, had, it's not lost. He found yeah. it. Apparently, apparently, at the end of the last ski season, I just kind of—I was probably riding with a friend back from the ski resort on a helicopter and shoved the DS. It, I had brought the hel- DS case with oh, me to, horse, John. to play was, in the to his, car to his island and, abode. Exactly. To, <laughs> and I had shoved it into my ski boot, and and so you know, a couple weeks later, when I wanted to play it, I forgot that I had put it in my boot, and you couldn't see it because the Kate. The carrying case I have is black, and the liner of my boot is very dark, and so it blended in, and you just, you know, you, I couldn't see down in there to see it, and I didn't even think of looking in the boot, of course, for my TS. Well, who would? And so, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, no, I mean, who would you put know, their, their DS in a boot? Apparently, I would, although I don't remember doing that. So anyway, <laughs> so I just couldn't just find it. I looked everywhere and couldn't find it. And then last week, I went skiing for the first time this new ski Ow, season. Ow, what the hell is this in my and boot? I get, I, exactly. Well, the, the, no, the funny thing was, I got to... Um, I got, we were actually at the ski resort in the parking lot. I'm standing in snow you know, and, and about to put my boots on. And I noticed this DS case sticking in there, and I and I was, you know, I asked my friend, like, did you stick this in here? Why did you bring this? Because I thought it was my new DS light, you know, because the case is the same. I have a new case, but it's it's exactly yeah, the same kind. So mm-hmm. I open it up, and I realize this Fucking is the hell. one that I lost. And I was like, holy shit, this is like finding two hundred dollars in my ski boot. It's it's like Christmas. I couldn't believe <laughs> you it. Got, so you had some really big time games in there, right? As well, it wasn't just oh the yeah, tons, yeah. So I'm just really excited. I found you know new Super Mario Brothers and my French coach and a whole my bunch French of other coach. shit I wanted. Shut the fuck up! Breaking yeah. news. Um, you reviewed. My he coach. liked it a lot. Now you can I argue with it, the yeah. content of the review, but you can't argue that he liked it. And therefore, it'd be nice it just for seems him like it's an odd it. game to put on, put like number two on his list of excited things he found. It's just the next thing I thought of. But there were a lot of games in <laughs> My there French that coach. I really wanted. Yeah, this is the problem. If there's ever a si- if there's ever a situation where there's some sort of ancient god that's going to come in a form that you specify, if Johnny's around, it's going to be a giant copy of My French Coach. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's the, the amazing thing. Marshmallow From man. now on, when Johnny misplaces anything during ski season, he's going to go look in his boot to see if it's there. <laughs> oh, I well, I'm going to be the OCD whole, whole about story it, for is, sure. If you're ever on the run from the law, hide in a ski boot. You're guaranteed <laughs> you <laughs> take six months to find you. There you go. So, yeah, my old DS that I just found was all black, and I really like that color. So I think I'm going to go back to that one, and the replacement that I got, I'm just going to pass it on to another staff member who needs to upgrade from a fat one. So... James, I'm just really excited. Go. I have DS my I have sucks. my favorite DS back, and I got Bite all me, my John. games that I thought <laughs> were gone forever. So, okay. Um, the next question is, goes to John. All right, uh, Kevin Saturn Gadiani writes, 
you got to note that the DS Age of Empires sequel is not John, John, read yeah. that like he wrote it. You got to note <laughs> the DS Age of Empires sequel doesn't have online. That's the best I can do for Cavs. <laughs> there you go. That is pretty good. Um, <laughs> because that made me think you guys were talking about Age of Empires 3, and I'm sitting here thinking Age of Empires has had online play since 1997. Heck, most all PC games had some sort of easy-to-use online or network play, either by using a 9-pin serial cable Ooh. or by having one computer call another one or even through the original M-Player, which was replaced by GameSpy far, far later on. <sighs> okay. Seems like consoles are still way behind, even though there's been online stuff out for ages. I guess since all PCs had modems for such a long time, this wasn't too out of whack. The closest thing to, uh, to that these days is hooking up your cell phone via USB cable and initiating a data connection and essentially calling another computer that has the same kind of setup, LOL. Is there so, a question? Is there a question here? I guess the question is, why are consoles so behind, I guess? Because yeah, especially DS, because you know DS games have been online for years, and mm-hmm. this this winter they uh, Majesco just released a new Age of Empires game for DS. It's the second one, and the last one came out two or three years ago. And I think people you know were okay with it not having online because of the time you know the period in which it came right. out. Mm-hmm. But now that there's a new one and it's still turn based, it's not a real time strategy like the PC Age of Empires. It's still a turn based game. And it has wireless multiplayer. I think it's a legitimate question to ask: Why the fuck doesn't this have online? Play? I like how I went from What's it's a legitimate question, dropping an f bomb in the middle of said legitimate <laughs> question, thereby exactly. illegitimizing it for the entire rest of the context. I was going to say to put it in some sort of context: Even Nintendo's turn-based strategy games now have online because the Fire Emblem is, has got online, and, uh, <laughs> and it's a fucking really? NES. Yeah, the Shadow that. Dragon has online, and uh, Advance Wars: Days of Ruin has online. Also, so if, if Nintendo's yeah. getting on the train, yeah, really, it, you know. Or what? I, I mean, and I don't know why that really is. Behind. I mean, I don't know why there's so. I, little I can tell you why there's no across. online play in that game. They don't want to have to support the server play for it. That's that's the best. Yeah, but there, there are are all they need are matching servers because the DS is hosting the game. Because I just think they didn't want to bother it's with having to set up all the infrastructure for it. I mean, do, but there's do not that much infrastructure. But, it's, but it like, still takes. How many cut. people are really going to buy this game? You need basically. That's one the point. Server. But I that's think, the whole I thing. That's they just, is, it, is it the lack of an audience that do yeah. they perceive a lack of an audience? They perceive that there's not going to sell enough to justify this. And if that, you're going to say that, then why include multi-card wireless play? Because that's it's, not trivial to program. Okay. Uh, and in fact, and local yeah. wireless play is not vastly different than online well, wireless play. Well, yes and no. You have to code the matchmaking system. It doesn't require any external servers, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah but what does. are the odds of... But I think in terms of the value to the gamer, it's like, what are the odds of somebody else having another co- a copy? You know, like... I don't know. Ask variety. Miami Knights. It had multi-part play? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the reason. I mean, I can tell you right now the real reason that companies do this. Why they include multi-cart wireless play for games that you're probably never going to find another person that owns a copy, and they don't include online. Because, as we said, online costs a little extra to support yep. because you need a matching server. Mm-hmm. And the other reason, the main reason that they include multi-card wireless play is they think it's a marketing ploy to get people to encourage their friends to buy an extra copy. Yeah. They think it helps them sell more games. And it honestly, 
in a game like Age of Empires, which is pretty, Age of Empires is pretty hardcore, okay? I mean, even, especially the PC audience is very hardcore who plays this yeah. game. They're serious about it. But, you know, if you're going to buy a DS game, you're probably familiar, uh, a DS version of this game, you're probably familiar with the PC versions, which means you're probably accustomed to having online play. And it's probably a feature that you're sort of expecting to be there. And when it's not, that might actually discourage see, you from buying the see, DS I think, version. I think the average fan theory. of the PC games isn't going to trifle with the uh, DS version because they're going to immediately assume it's going to be inferior in every respect. Nah, you know, I don't I don't necessarily agree. Cause, you know, no. a lot of people bought Civilization, Revolu- Civilization Revolution. But that game's not as DS. hardcore. Civilization isn't as hardcore as Age of Empires. Are opinion. you on crack? I mean, Are you high? No, I, I, found, I always found them, that game easier to play than than its counterpart. Well, the thing uh, is, I mean, I, I, I know think guys. They're that, both very. I mean, I know guys that are pretty hardcore PC gamers who just you know kind of happen to have a DS and they got Age of Empires mm. just because they like yeah. that game. Mm. Exactly, they're familiar with that is a PC franchise, yeah. and when you put it on the DS, people are going to expect it to have similar features. I mean. As as Kevin says here, as Saturn says, um, this series has had Saturn. online play since 1997. That it doesn't have online play on the DS, which is probably more powerful than your PC was in 97, is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the developers, uh, there's just no excuse for it. Well, you and know? you consider in, in the sort of marketplace, you know, in some ways it's competing with those Nintendo turn-based strategies. So also, well, uh, I don't know about that. It's, 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 it's also competing with like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2, mm. which also doesn't have yeah, online no, that's right. There's no excuse for that. that. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's the only one opinion. that doesn't, but still, you know. It's, hey, it's, hey, hey, well, you know, um... Oh my god, I forgot I was going to say. Luminous Arc 2, online play. Awesome interjection. Luminous Arc 2 has <laughs> online play. There you right, go. Okay. There you go. I mean, it's, I guess the point being, it's a crowded genre on the DS. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of choices among turn-based strategy, turn-based, grid-based strategy turn-based, games. Turn-based, grid-based. Some of them have online, some of them don't. If I was picking out of this half dozen games that came out this year in this genre, I'd probably go with something that had online. <laughs> Luminous Arc 2, enormous asses and boobs. Never a bad thing. Yeah, I could just I put that on the box. I look forward to reading that in the review, James. It's not in there in the current version, but I have to edit it anyways. <laughs> at current, it. When you say the current version, you mean the blank screen. I, I, mean, the, I mean the one that John sent back to me. No. <laughs> this is not a good review. <laughs> okay, James, please read the next question. All right, so... Mario is French from Toronto, writes, Hey guys, in episode 120, 1 hour 11 minutes, 36 second mark, Mr. Met states that, quote, As a reviewer, I don't care if the game is good or bad. I'm getting a review out of it either way. That's the important part. If my assignment is to write a review, I'm going to, do, I'm going to accomplish it, good or bad. What I want to know is, that he did he just volunteer to review the next Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game? John, did he just volunteer to review the post- next Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game? <laughs> well, you see, the way I the way I dole those games out is I just you people know, who's you on my hate. Shit, who's, who's on my shit list for the week? That's ultimately what it's about. <laughs> you know. Shit. Yeah, and I save your ass enough that I'm never going to be on your shit exactly. list. Exactly. Actually, Johnny gets all like he gets all of the the, the Peach games. Really, you get, we've you get noticed that games. actually, I, I, and yep. the occasional system uh, just yeah, in Johnny's, case. Uh, Johnny's earned it. It's fine. <laughs> Boot DS, yes. I, uh, you know, I write my reviews in a timely fashion. Yes, in a timely fashion, with the exception of that SimCity Society is like it's impossible to review. Oh yeah, 
that. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I can't <laughs> review a game in our construct because we expect too much text for a game with too little content. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We don't have any kind of word limit yeah. minimum or anything like well, if, that. So I don't know what you're talking there, about. There is, there is an expectation that there be more than 30 words to review a game. I managed to write a thousand words for your pet job, James. I don't want any excuses from you about <laughs> Yes, but that was more... Yeah, but Greg, you are innately verbose. Yeah. Um, yes. You certainly don't need to write a thousand words in a review. We don't have any such policy. Basically, our policy is you write as much as you need to and hopefully not much more than that. Which basically Greg proceeds to do every single time. Well, I mean, Greg, as much as I know, need Greg to needs to write more than some other people do. It's as much as I need yeah. to communicate my insights about Greg, the game. Greg is verbose. Like, I can't <laughs> deny it. I mean, I think of some of the things that, I mean, he, he can stretch something that should be said in three words out to ten. But it still sounds. So what you're saying so is that you're sleeping on the job, then, John? Is that what you're saying? No, absolutely oh, not. No, because oh, oh, we know he is. But that's not the point. <laughs> what well, it should even, be said. Uh, it should be said in three words. That you should edit it to three words. Either it should be or it shouldn't be. I mean, what's it oh, going to be? Oh, oh damn! Here so comes. you basically just impeached yourself. So <laughs> no, because Beautiful. all of your stuff, all everything, Greg, everything you write is going to be retroactively com- edited now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I think you're. I think what John's trying to say is Greg's writing is so floral yes. that we don't really want to edit it down because exactly. it's pleasant to read. It is. It's, very it's not See, rambling. It's not. It's not bloated. To further hurt it's this side, lengthy. I've noticed yes. that if a game is really, really bad, I tend to get really, really verbose on it. If a game is mm-hmm. good, I'll, I'll write more about it. But if a game yeah. is average, I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to say about this? Yeah. It's hard to review a seven. It really is. So you're saying SimCity is a 7? No, SimCity is like a 2. But that's beside the point. Okay. It's just so freaking boring. It's wow. that, that game is impossible to review because I fall asleep playing it. Luminous Arc is hard to review because it's 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 average in every respect except you for just, the giant uh, M-sized you breasts. You did not care about that game at all. I mean, you pretty much just could have read like that entire review. You're just like, yeah, this is okay, but it's not really that good. It, yeah, that's this, what it this is. This part of the game is meh. This that's how I felt whatever. about the game. This game's okay, but eh. <laughs> and that, then I had the actually, giant. I have. I still have the giant review cartridge I need to send back after I get the final version of the review out. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I think to get back to the questions. Yes, Johnny is reviewing the next Mystery Dungeon game. Absolutely. Settled. Hell no. Cause, Hell no. Because I think I think our Mystery Dungeon re- review was really long too, but there were a lot of grievances to air. Well, the whole thing with that <laughs> is people. that you absolutely have to play the game to its full conclusion. Yes, that's part. Of, that's part. Part and parcel of reviewing one of those games. But that's part you and parcel with how I review <laughs> games, and it's like I still feel bad that I didn't finish off um, the golf game. Mm-hmm. But if, it's physically impossible <laughs> to beat all ninety-nine <laughs> holes of that dreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it just can't well, be you done. D- you did review it, though, didn't you? James? I, I did review it. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I played like so fifteen don't, holes don't and said my body it. can't take any more of this shit. Get your money back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Stop, James. It was so bad. It seems like with the Mystery Dungeon games, there's something like miserably addictive about them. Like the reviewers <laughs> just can't seem to stop after ten hours, which I think would be more than because enough you for think me you think all if right, I this can't go on any longer, and then it goes on like forty hours longer. And every yeah. every time you get to the end, you're like, all right, this has to be the end. This has just gone on way too long. The credits start playing. You're like, thank God. And then they tell you part two. What? What the <laughs> fuck just happened? What in the I'll part two? Fuck you, you game. And, and then I start playing it. I'll stick with Chrono Trigger. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> bastard. 
Yeah, I mean, Johnny so signed the, up for pretty uh, much every single Dragon Quest. And, like, can, can we put together a policy of if you review, th- like, three really peach games, you have to get one truly terrible game sent to you? Uh, just people sign up. That, that, see, that's the whole thing. I mean, Neil, Neil signs up for, like, every good game out there. Yeah, I, I mean... I swear to God. But people don't. People just don't sign up. I mean, I dude, will sign, I sign up I for games. games. Every time I get on, all that's left is Mystery Dungeon and God knows what else. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I will say that I have reviewed many peachy games over the years here, and uh, I've given out a lot of nines and tens. Uh-huh. But if you think I don't ever review shitty games, <laughs> I encourage you to sort by author on our <laughs> reviews page and. <laughs> I've had my fair share of them, buddy. Uh, I really, even when I was reviews editor and I basically just kept whatever I wanted to, <laughs> I kept a lot this of shitty mine. games because they mine. needed to be reviewed. And so I, you know, I, I think, uh, I take I the, think good the, with the worst, bad. the worst type of way to review a game is when the game just doesn't matter. We, you, you know, you're writing this review and no one's going to read it. Yeah, that's most it, of my reviews. Well, that's. That's when you have to get creative and try to give people a reason. And, you know, it is really fun to get feedback on a review from a person who says, you know, I had no interest from this game. I had no interest in this game or the review. I would never play it, but I enjoyed reading your review. Good work. Yeah, I get, I get, I have much interest in this game. I hated reading your review, and you have no idea what a roguelike's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) There is no worse feeling than putting a review out there. And just seeing it sit there for three days with no reply. That's that's what happened yeah, to my um. That, what was it? Dungeon Explorer. That was what Dungeon Explorer. It Dungeon Explorer didn't get a single reply for two months. <laughs> that was yeah. the most soul crushing experience I've ever had on the site. Yep. <laughs> Somebody finally bumped it. Was like, wow, this is kind of sad. That was their bump for it. I was like, <laughs> we are very dependent on feedback. I, like, I hate you yeah. people. I hate We're people very so needy. Much. I then went and banned about seven community members just to vent my anger. <laughs> Smited them. Okay, okay so part round. two well, of this have... question. Okay, go ahead. Well, the real this is a lo- There's a lot of question here. Secondly, define hardcore gamer. Me. I got back into video gaming re- after recent years after not playing it for nearly ten years, and when I listen to other gaming podcasts, it seems as if quote hardcore gamers unquote focus mostly on specific games that are geared towards adults. What happened to games geared towards people outside the 18 to 35 age bracket? Are they still considered games, right? Is it because they are focusing on what interests them and ignoring the rest of the games that without giving them a chance? Then it shouldn't be called it shouldn't be called hardcore, it's more like selective. What the dilly yo. <laughs> Thanks for answering these questions. Keep up the great work. So who wants to take point Who on this? wants to start there? Okay. <laughs> I feel like everybody's looking at me. John, I think you're the most qualified. Mr. Right? Right? Yeah, it's a pretty amorphous <laughs> term that's applied it, selectively. It is, the thing it? is, it is an amorphous term. Well, the, the thing is, what I will say about the hardcore gamer debate is the fact that not only do I hate the term hardcore gamer, I also hate the people <laughs> hold on. That, John, that hold on one hate, sec. They hate what? You hate the term hardcore gamer. I, I totally do. Well, no, the he's is, got an alternative. He's far better. No, 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 no. no I don't. Hear, oh, I first, don't hear why he hates it. I don't. Uh, what I hate, I hate the entire. It's like you have you have two camps. You have people that absolutely hate everything that they perceive to be part of the hardcore gamer ethos. Okay. And then you have people who 
hate everything that they perceive to be part of the non-hardcore gamer ethos. Now, now define ridiculous. define what you mean by the it's hardcore all very gamer ethos. I suppose, yeah, the what, yeah. I mean, the, what the probably these key thing is is some sort of techno supremacism. You know, the the you know, if you're, if if it's going to be worth my while, it's got to be at the cutting edge of graphics, online interaction, all that. Kind of, I guess that's the most commonly associated sort of. Yeah, and it's either that or it's it's over the top antagonism towards perceived techno supremacism when sometimes it's not actually there. No, well, it's not. It's right. Like people that oh hate HD. Oh, HD is the death of of game of, <laughs> you know, the, the game industry. Oh, oh, HD, HD this, HD that. That's bullshit, dude. Who gives a shit what TV you play your games on? <laughs> I do. Who Fuck fucking on your cares? TV, John. Just because I like to Fuck play Gears your of War TV, on HD, John. Who cares. Nice. I played on a black and white set. <laughs> I, I played on a radio too, bitch. You know, and, and it's like you know, there's there's some people that are like, oh, you know, as soon as you like, you know, toss out stuff like, oh, I like Gears of War two. Oh, Gears of War two. It's just the same as any other game that's out there. Oh, whatever. It's just a hardcore gamer. All the hardcore gamers like it. Who cares, man? Well, and obviously it's, it's always a matter of games, perspective ultimately. because you know, from other people, from certain people's point of view that don't really pay much attention to games, that don't really care about them, the thought of somebody who spends a lot of time on gaming forums and following release dates and all that decrying other people being hardcore gamers it would seem yeah. quite ludicrous because aren't they all hardcore gamers you know it's it's very much a matter of perspective like you know for some people it might just be simply how much time you put into games whether it be actually playing them or reading about them and to listening to podcasts about them or whatever so it would purely be that simple that it's not like your preference in games or anything like that it's literally just how much do you care about the medium in general as in how much time you put in so See, you could look at it a bunch of it different come, it, ways it, it's totally an issue of semantics which means it's mm-hmm. just impossible to ever solve it's like you know what is rock and roll like it, it's like genres in a record store right like yeah. does this cd go in blues or jazz well it could go either way because these terms don't really mean anything concrete. Mm. They're just kind of vague ideas, right? It's like, what's and punk? so that's why I don't like terms like this, but I think the best way to think about the term hardcore without getting your panties in a wad, um, without getting upset over other people using it, because it is a common term, it's going to be used. You're going to have to get over that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the best way to think about it is not to apply it to a particular kind of game, or even a particular kind of gamer, but rather it is a way of playing games, okay? Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, let's take um, Minesweeper, okay? This is a game, first of all, you know, a lot of people would say I'm a very hardcore gamer in terms of the amount of games I play, how long I've been playing them, you know, how much I know about games and how they're made and, you know, what, you know, all this what trivia, they like. blah, 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 blah. I mean, let's say this, I'm an experienced gamer and I'm a, quite an avid gamer yeah. and I play a lot of different kinds of games. Minesweeper, most people would consider to be a very casual game. I mean, it's included with every copy of Windows, which means there are hundreds of millions of copies of it around the world. It's been around for a really long time. You can pick it up and play it in two minutes and be done with it, whatever. My mom knows how to play Minesweeper. But I, in middle school, I played Minesweeper in a very hardcore fashion mm-hmm. in terms of I was playing it for two hours at a time, <laughs> staring intently at the screen. I could beat Expert 75% of the time, you know. Sweeper's anonymous. And uh, I had a very, I had a very 
hardcore protocol about the way that I went through. I had a strategy and I was good at it. You know, I played it as I beat the game as fast as possible and I was just very meticulous about it. And some people are that way about Sudoku, right? Mm-hmm. And they kick ass at Sudoku and they take it really fucking seriously. I think hardcore is more of a way to describe the way people yeah. play games. You can play a game in a very casual way or very hardcore way and good games allow both and that's why I recommend something like Boom Blocks to everyone, sure. no matter how much, you know, if they own a Wii, I tell them this is a game you should buy. And it doesn't matter if their favorite game is Rayman Raving Rabbids or if their favorite game is Metroid Prime 3. I think they're going to find some, I think that game is, is, is big enough that there are so many ways to play it that everybody's going to enjoy it. And I think the problem the reason that people get upset over maybe the new direction of Nintendo's development or the, you know, this perceived motion of the, or the splitting of the market. So, you know, PS3 and Xbox games are all really hardcore and Wii games are all really casual. I think the thing that bothers people about this perceived uh, schism is that in the old days, a lot of games could be played across the spectrum. You know, especially Nintendo games, something like Super Mario Brothers is innately able to be played in a very casual way. I mean, I know people who can barely get past the first level, but they've been playing that game for 20 years, you know, on occasion. Like, they don't care. It's fun to them. It doesn't matter if they can get very far into it. Well, And then there are people who do speed runs through the entire game in less than 10 minutes. I mean, I, I, so guess, I guess what really It just really depends. Me, I think what, what really bothers me is the fact that it seems like the market is now saying... I mean, in a way, all of this... This is game is dig- hardcore. Dig- Exactly. This game is hardcore. Yeah. This game is this. This game is that. And that's just crap. They're trying to define themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was really labels me. to themselves. It's very unhealthy. It's yeah. like it's like a it's like a high school kid saying I'm goth. Yeah. It puts, well, I, it I don't pits give a people fuck what you call yourself. Ridiculous. You know, maybe you're goth, but you carry teddy bears around. And, then, then you're gonna get your <laughs> ass beat. What's whatever, your and you play, and you're and you start on the football team. That mm-hmm. you can be all of those things. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. And once you start labeling yourself, that's when you start really limiting your possibilities, mm-hmm. right? I, I that's think when you start a building this, being on the this box around yourself that you can't get out of because you have this preconceived notion of, you know, this is the definition of me. And the same goes for games. I mean, when you create a game and you say, this is a hardcore simulation racing game, I'm no longer interested because you've already put so many limitations on, on what that game can be that it's probably not going to be fun to me. I I like things that are genre bending. I like things that are that go across the spectrum of casual and hardcore. That there are many many different ways to play it. Yeah. Those are the more interesting games to me. Those are the more innovative games. But, you know, and Nintendo has a history of making that kind of game. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people are worried that they're 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 painting themselves into a corner now, and I think that's a legitimate concern because they're kind of. They're, you know, in some ways, they're starting to define themselves as we we make casual games, and we also sometimes make hardcore games. And by splitting them up and applying those definitions to them, they're really doing themselves a disservice. They should be making things like Mario Kart Wii that can totally go both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it mm-hmm. screws you ever both ways. If that's what you're talking about, that, <laughs> that's my diatribe. Mm-hmm. But, but, see, I well, think I, 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 I was gonna say I think the danger in defining one particular genre as hardcore or another is that. You do well, run into. I don't think games. you get. I don't think you get genres. So well, it's hard. Yeah, you, you might have like a yeah, sub- you do. You, I, I don't know. Shooters. Yeah, yes. but I, I think it's more that the idea is 
but I think the are, idea is that the 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 the, the genre is dominated by games. Well, fine, that are but, hard, but, but not see, so I think the genre itself they is. discount other genres that maybe don't uh, right on their surface seem as technically oriented but there are I- there are basically entries in the every well, the genre thing is that, that there's that multiple strands to the, I mean people use it the term because it's sort of shorthand in a lot of ways but the problem with it is that it's shorthand for different things in different contexts sometimes right. it's mm-hmm. the techno supremacy thing sometimes yep. it's inaccessibility that you need to have played various other games that are similar to really get into it very quickly otherwise yep. it might be very mm. difficult so you need to be someone that's poured in a lot of time to these games or, or at the hard. very least, there's a steep learning curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, it's, so there's inaccessibility, sure. there's techno supremacy, roguelikes, and then like there's that. some sort of like you know connection with like you know mature themes as well that goes on. You know that a lot that you know this kind of thing crops up with the whole Nintendo thing. You know that the, this the game hardcore, the hardcore games hardcore. are the ones that have to have blood and death and shooting and what. And then you know somehow Nintendo gamers that play you know however many hours a week are not hardcore because they don't need to have death. I mean, I don't really see what that has to do yeah, with how exactly. much of a hardcore gamer you are. It's more about your tastes yeah. in gaming. Um, but that this, these these sort of three things that most commonly get you know, bundled up, and to some extent there's overlap. I mean, you know, the first-person shooter thing, you know, very often they are the most technically advanced. They have mature themes, and they're not necessarily very accessible. But in different contexts, those things are kind of decoupled, so it doesn't really mean a whole lot, it's very often, it's very you know, it's, it kind of, it's only useful in the specific context it's being used, so if you, whereas a definition has to apply across all contexts, and so for us to actually answer the I question... I think it's not really it. a very useful term well, in any situation. You know, it's, it's interesting, very, very few. because on the forums, we actually we actually got into an argument about, you know, how, how would you yeah. classify, like, shoot 'em ups in fact, Shoot I just linked to a post that you made, John, in, yeah. in one of those threads. I think you should go read right now. Yeah, and I said, I said that <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, um, somebody somebody brought up, somebody said that you know shoot 'em ups, they aren't really hardcore. And I said, you know, just because they they have they have arcade origins and you know they're very simple and they're pretty much pick up and play. And and my response to that was well, pick up and play for two seconds. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. My, my, my response to it die. was that. You know, honestly, I can't see any grandma picking up a shoot 'em up like you know, like anything like Gradius Three. What's this game with all these big muscular men in thongs shooting? <laughs> to me, that I mean that kind of falls under one of those criteria. Like a lot of those shoot 'em ups, I guess they, when they started out, they were very simple, but they have kind of evolved into a more hardcore genre simply because they, as you know, as the genre evolved, people kind of learned along with it. And became better and better, so they had to become more and more complicated. So therefore, they have become more core and more, like Greg said, they have become more inaccessible. In- yeah, so, exa- yeah, yeah. So right. uh, I, I, th- I think a good example of that would also be strategy games. Where if I go back and play old strategy games I used to play when I was younger, I find them to be really, really easy to play. Mm-hmm. Like, like the game is now very, very easy. Whereas if I go play games now, it feels like they're much more challenging. And I realize that. They've had to increase the learning curve on those games because it's there's almost a culture of quote hardcoreness that's grown around them that expects these games yeah. to be very difficult. Yep, they're just selling the, they're just selling games to the same people. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah. That's, that's almost, almost that's almost the danger of what hardcore is, has the danger of becoming. Uh, you, yeah. if you have never played a strategy game before and you tried to jump into a modern Total War game, you would have no fun. 
because it's so complicated that you would just feel like this game was isn't a game. It's like managing a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, and again, I say that's because those developers have basically applied these very strict labels to their right. own games. You know, they basically they're saying, "Look, we're making this game for hardcore strategy fans, people who have already played this series before, people who know the ins and outs of it." That's our design doc, right? I mean, they're 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 putting so many limitations on themselves that the game becomes more insular, you know, yeah. more more um, inbred almost. Yeah, and and like I mean, as, seriously, as somebody who's a fan of that genre, I do I love those games, but I know for a fact that trying to get someone else to play them, he was pulling his hair out because it was just it wasn't fun. I mean, he, he almost threatened to not call it a game. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a commercial strategy. In the end, also, you know, that sometimes that's the, you know, if that's your market, that's what you're going for. You know, you can make money from appealing to that market and, you know, the same people every so often. Then there's some people make their money that way. I mean, it's not unique to games. And there are certain, no, there mean, are certain look, films that are, are a marketing ploy. Yeah. You know, Jerry Wexler invented the term R&B back in the in the early 50s because that they saw that as a way to market their new artists to consumers who'd never heard of these people before, but they said, "Well, I like R and B, so I'll buy this." Yeah, even it's, though it's, I've it's, never it's even where heard it's sort of on I the mean, border between genre and branding, isn't it? You know, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. Genres basically are brands. I mean, they are cooked up by the producers of this content, and I think as consumers, we should resist that. You know, and as reviewers, as critics, also, we should resist that and say, you know, I don't care what the fuck you call it. It's a game. Well, I think I think a great example and is I'm going to I'm going to look at it as a game. A famous and I'm example going to try of anti-hardcoreism, but the same thing is the phrase "communication game." <laughs> <laughs> that fucking phrase. They said it more times than for those who don't know, about Animal Crossing. They they yeah. said it more times trying to describe that game to Western audiences. This is a quote communication game. Mm-hmm. Then they said, use, then the word innovation is used at a Wii E3 press conference. I mean, it was every time our new communication game, Animal Crossing, lets you communicate with family and friends. I live with my family. I could tell them things I want to tell them. I don't need I don't to spend need 20 minutes writing them a letter with, with the GameCube controller. Right. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it was almost a reverse of this game isn't hardcore. Your whole family can play it. So we have to call it something that doesn't yeah, say exactly. like that's, communication. That's how they marketed that it's, game. It's all... It doesn't actually mean anything. So what I'm saying is to listeners, don't get caught up in that crap. Yeah, you know? it, 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 like, just more, just sig- stop caring. Just treat it like a game. Just yeah, treat it for the, what the, it there's is. There's more significance conferred upon it than, than it deserves. Because like I said, it's yeah. usually it means different things in different contexts. People use it as a sort of shorthand to describe a bunch of other stuff that's just bundled together that might not even necessarily go together in that particular context. And all, but you know, I mean, what I would say is, is that, to be fair, there's nothing wrong with a game knowing its audience and cynically appealing to its audience. And you know, so, you yeah. know that's, it's a perfectly legitimate form of entertainment if it's yeah. not going to be all things it's called to called fan everybody. service. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and you know, service. it's not if, hardcore if, though. If you yeah. if, if you're if you're one of the people in that subset that sort of enjoys this sort of level, the, the sort of level of sophistication that you can get where you haven't got a worry about pe- new entrants um, then there's something good about that you know that, that you know, if you're for whatever reason you've fallen in playing certain kinds of games more than others that that's something that you can get from that particular 
genre that you can't from others necessarily that you get this sort of high level this feeling that you're kind of a sort of something that spans individual games and that you're actually sort of improving a particular kind of game over like a lifetime or so yeah you know, it is it's a it's a different kind of entertainment there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing innately inferior to other kinds but it is by its nature very exclusive so are we moving Agreed. on moving i guess on. We're moving yeah, on. well wait on. there's one more line keep rocking ripping on each other and the games that deserve it. Okay, yeah, fine. No, that's, no, that's, that's actually from the last letter. Out. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mother Superior jumped the gun. All right. No, the last letter is from Kevin in Toledo. Kevin writes, Hey, guys, love the show. Here's hoping it's more than just a listener mail to read. <laughs> Oops. Okay. There are a few games I'm really looking forward to and was wondering what you have heard. The Conduit... Mad World, No More Heroes 2, and Ghostbusters. Keep rocking, ripping on each other, and the games that Done deserve it. Done already. Um, I can answer this question <laughs> very ways quickly. Than one. The Conduit, Hardcore, Mad World, Casual, No More Heroes 2, Hardcore, and Ghostbusters, Casual. And Ghostbusters <laughs> not coming. Done. Good night, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's, yep. It is, is publishing Ghostbusters, is it Atari? Who oh got, boy! Uh, I think it's Atari now. It was uh, that game. Vivendi. That game has had the yeah, worst but they, they, they have, with Activision. Yeah, and they, they released gave it, up. it to to be whatever. That's yeah. right. And we talked a lot Atari about the Conduit now. already. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. it's it's kind of promising. Um, you you hope it's good. I guess the one thing I'm concerned about we kind of touched is just this idea that it's an exercise in um, box ticking. That it's like right, so there's a gap in <laughs> there's a gap in the market for this particular kind of game, and therefore we'll tick the boxes that suggest that it is this kind of game. So, you know, dovetailing with what we just talked about, you know, it's very explicitly trying to portray itself right. as a quote unquote hardcore game that this supposedly well, but, this vacuum, and, and that's that's definitely good business. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, what I do think people want said, or what do people need, and you fulfill that need. The, I think the reason that it gives us pause is because we think of games as art. And that is not the yeah, way that you. You just wonder whether the problem that is you that envision that, art is by thinking, well, what's right? Not and, out? and there's yeah, always it, been something, something deeply going through the motions about this game ever since it was. Yeah, around. you just wonder whether there's substance it, beneath it. Just it just feels it, it's really like, like, like there's we, we something do. going on here that's not so much like I'm developing this game because this is my vision. As my, you wonder if there's really any inspiration there yeah, on a creative right. level, and that yeah. remains to be seen. I think. Oh, absolutely. But, of course, I mean, it, it looks a little bit like a national treasure with guns. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it may very well be. Um, as far as Mad World, I'm very excited about it because of the the guys who are making it, and I think the concept is very cool. It seems like a cartoon version of Running Man, mm-hmm. yeah, which sounds yeah. awesome to me. Yep. <laughs> um, I I'm a little worried about the Wii controls. I'm afraid they could definitely go a little too waggle heavy on Wag-a-l. it. Um, the graphics are fantastic. I'm I'm definitely in love with the graphical style. Um, so we'll just have to see. We still don't know that much. See, about I, I it. think Mad World um, is also a little bit doing this too, though. I mean, we just with the look. Here's a lot of blood. Yes, look. We thank God we made a mature rated title for look, Wii. Blood it's like, you everywhere. Know, that shouldn't blood be your, your first blood, consideration. Blood, blood, blood. And it's like, God damn, guys. I mean, the whole graphics engine almost seems like it was built to emphasize. Look at all this blood we can do. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> right. to be fair, though, on, on their various their various platinum games, new projects are not often much more than very crass. Um, anyone see the Bayonetta trailer would agree with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a total rip off of you know Devil May Cry. Oh yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, uh, no more Heroes Two. I think we've actually yeah, talked it's, about it's that. Yeah, it's it's an o- I mean, it's a it's episodes. an o- it's a 2010 game, isn't it? 
Yeah, tw- early it is a 2010, 2010. I think is the is, is what the yeah. I think I think if they polish no more heroes, which if they're gonna wait two years in this game, they must be doing some sort of polish to it. I think they could turn this into a good, maybe even a must-have game. But once again, it does. Yeah, I really like the first one, so I'm mm. I'm pretty excited to see what they I mean, do with it. But I'm, I am kind lot. of hoping it's not just the same same old. Song. Well, the graphics engine needs to be fixed, they go and a the gameplay needs to be expanded. I mean, that's really yeah, what it comes down. to. The only things we've kind of heard so far is apparently you know they they want to make the sort of uh, overworld kind of stuff more integrated, and which like, is exactly actual, what I said when I talked actual... about the game, and Johnny was like, well, "No, it doesn't need to be more integrated. It's fine, well, like it is." Well, well, maybe they're wrong. <laughs> 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 I, you know, no, I think I, I definitely never said it's fine the way it is. I think probably well, you what could I just said strip was it I prefer out. it didn't. Yeah, I prefer it didn't have an open world because it doesn't work. Yeah, but so maybe I if they did it right, just go from mission to mission. Uh, but there's that. There's supposedly it's going to be moderately more serious uh, in tone. And yeah, apparently Suda could, will not they, be. It could definitely stand for that. Suda will not actually be directing it personally. Apparently, he is going to. He's be, actually found he's someone. He's going to be the vision. sort of executive director. He's still going to be writing it and doing a lot of the broad creative stuff, but he's not so much going to be doing the day-to-day development. He's, he's busy, busy on Michigan, too. Yeah. Well, too no, busy he's with, the with Mikami and Yeah, EA I know. And that Project S, yeah. presumably, still festering somewhere. Project X is going to well, be yeah, weird. I mean, we we heard pretty recently uh, someone asked him about the the Project S, which is a thing he's supposedly working on with Hideo Kojima from Metal Gear Solid, and he said that it's basically just an idea they have. They talk about it every all every time they see each other, but they haven't actually started working on it, no. and they don't know when they're going to because they're too busy right now. So yeah. don't look forward to that anytime soon. Now, <laughs> if, if it is going to happen, though, Project S is probably going to happen in the near future because Kojima's plate has become somewhat less full in the last few months. Uh, you don't know that. He could be working yeah, on Zone well, of the no, yeah. look, look, we don't know If what he doesn't doing. have a Metal Gear Solid game on his plate, his plate is less full than it was a few months ago. Well, less full doesn't mean sure. it's not full yeah. in an absolute well, That's what I said. I said Police less not full. sequel, anybody? Police knots? Come on. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't really know what either of them are working on right now. Right. So, yeah. And as far as Ghostbusters, um, I don't know a lot about it, but I think it depends very heavily on kind of an elibits mechanism where you're kind of using some kind of grappling beam to move things around environment and that's across platforms so it seems like the Wii version should be very well so it's um, you know attuned to that kind of mechanic I hope but I don't know if it's actually fine. You know, just, just to kind of follow up, follow up on the Ghostbusters with Nintendo re-releasing GameCube games for the Wii Luigi's Mansion needs to be in that list of games they re-release for the Wii because that would be yeah. phenomenal I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if Ghostbusters, that's a, that's I still a good think they, Well, I guess the two aren't mutually exclusive when you look at Pikmin, but it'd be nice if they did a sequel where it was like Resident Evil Four camera angle, because then the pointer stuff would work well. Um, yeah, sort yeah. of behind the shoulder, Luigi's Mansion, right? Rather than that sort of <laughs> almost pseudo two D thing that kind of went on with it, you know, with that like. You know, you know what? Like, I I still think that game, in retrospect, does more graphical effects and things than a lot of Wii games do. It does. It, Luigi's Mansion has really. It is a beautiful nice. game. Well, well, it, it, you, you've got to consider really the nice. intent. I mean, Luigi's Mansion was showing off the things the GameCube could do. Obviously, right. you had yep. dual analog, and you had right. like the, the didn't it use the shoulder buttons in some way? Like, yeah, it did. And, it used uh, the uh, yeah. and, the, and then of course bizarre. just the graphics. So whereas most Wii games have very little ambition to show off what the Wii can do because that's not what Wii's about. Yeah, I know, but know. still, it should it should in my personal opinion, it should still be you know 
trying, making an active effort, which... Uh, I don't think anybody would argue. Which, yeah. well, EA <laughs> apparently would with Call of Duty World of War. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zing. Oh. Here we go. All right. Well, I think we need to wrap up the show. Um, just want to say thank you to everyone who's written in. Um, this is only a, a mere sampling of the letters we've received. We have of quite a few more to go. So in future episodes, we'll be catching up on all those other ones, and uh, we hope that the backlog just keeps getting bigger and bigger. We, we love getting these questions. We had some great ones today. So please send your questions, comments on the show, suggested feature topics, anything like that, to RFN at NintendoWorldReport.com and uh, remember to, to uh, include your name or something we can call you and your location <laughs> would be nice as well. We had a lot of locations today, which was pretty cool. Um, and I think that's all we've got. So um, thanks to the crew for being here and uh, we will uh, see you next time, whatever that may be. Later. Later. So long. Uh, if everyone is recording, yes. and well, don't forget, John. Yes, yes, I, am. I'm recording. Jesus Christ! John is on fire today, you, and by fire you, I mean there's you, burning. I'm blazing. You, 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 make my, my, my eyes. Worst podcast ever already.